Tengo como un año que me mude para el Welcome back to Momo on the Move, everybody. It's been a hell of a year. Uh, we're starting off 2020 right with a podcast with the one and only Rick Star Baby. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's been a minute. I've been trying to get a hold of this butterfly since the moment I met him um, for this podcast. He and I met probably April. He and I met when I met Thor out here in L.A. And oh, really? Yeah, that was the first time I met you. Uh, well, that was my first meeting with Thor, too, like out here that. in L.A. Yeah, so Thor and I, everybody knows, we went to school together, but we weren't, like, friends until we knew of each other, and then we came here, and then he invited me out to his birthday, and you were performing, actually. Where, what, which, which one was this? I think was it was, gasolina? like, it wasn't a gasolina party, it was, like, a, it was a mellow intro to your parties, it was a treehouse? It was at treehouse. Treehouse in LA? Oh, I remember that day, I had, like, denim on. I don't remember, but I got on stage. Thor's like, get up there. And I was like, okay. I remember that. Oh, that's, oh, I didn't know you didn't know him. I did know of him, but we weren't like how we are now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we weren't besties yet. I remember that day too. Yeah. Like it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. But anyway, let me, let me uh, let all the festivities out. You know, happy holidays. Hope everyone had a great time with their families. I just got back today to LA Mm -hmm. from New York. Fresh um, off the plane. Fresh off the plane. And Thor's like, I got work for you already. Mm. Rick Star's here. And I was like, okay. Finally, we're going to make this podcast happen. Yeah, thank um, you for having me. Of course. Thank you for coming. How were your holidays, by the way? It was good. It was pretty dope. I spent it in Vegas. Okay. So, um, what happened to Vegas stays in Vegas? Something like that. Something you like know, that. But, okay. but it was cool. It was different. You know? uh, most of my family, well, all of my family are in New York. So I can yes. it with them. But He's I a still... fellow New Yorker yes. from the what? From the Bronx. Okay. That's, that's facts. From the Bronx. Yeah. Um, how was your transition from New York to LA? Because we're both fresh, pretty mm-hmm. much. He's like a, he's been here a little longer than I have, but not by much. How long have you been here? Probably two years now. Yeah. So he he t- he's a year. He's a year older than me in LA. Yeah. Um. Well, I first moved here three years ago for the summer, right? Mm-hmm. But like, I was like so unprepared, like right. unbelievably unprepared. I even shipped my car, like, I did everything. And then like things didn't go the way as I planned it, which you're never too prepared. You're never prepared to like move from... From, from all uh, the way from across the country. General, but imagine from like a whole coast to a different coast. Coast to coast. Oh, so it's, a big, up, it's a big move. Yeah, so I ended up moving back. And then for like less than a year, and then I moved back to LA, still unprepared. Is that my phone? That's ringing? Can we Probably, get... Rick started you popular. Can, can yeah. we put on vibrate? But yeah, so I still came, still unprepared, but I was like, you know what? Like, I'm never going back. Like, I'm gonna make it work. Like, no matter what it is, no matter what I'm gonna do, yeah. or how I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get it popping, you know? So, yeah. so. And I'm going to tell you, it's hard, you know what I'm saying? It's very, very yeah, difficult. Yeah, it's but, not a... But if you have that mentality, like, yo, like, this is my only choice, then it becomes easier. you got to be in survival mode. And yeah. that I feel like coming from New York to L.A., you just have that hustler mentality just ingrained in you, which right. kind of puts you in advantage from and sets you apart from, like, the rest of the people out here in L.A. Now but, that I think about it, it's almost like New York prepares you for the world, for the real world, because, like, if you come from New York, from the jungle, as we call it, like, everything else is just like, okay, like, that's, that's nothing, you know, because New York is so rough. 
So I feel like it kind of prepares you now that I'm thinking about it for 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 anything to survive, and that's why we all here surviving, you know, making it work. If you can make it in New York, you can yeah. make it anywhere. Um, but I think you're low on coffee. I'm low on coffee. I'm Thor, low on coffee. we got a special guest appearance. Uh -huh. He's even got an apron. He does have an apron. Mm -hmm. He's ready. So it was a beautiful gift that um we got for each other. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, uh, was music your first like thing? Is that the reason why you came out to LA, or well, did you just come out here to check out if this place was for you to live? Um, the first time I actually came to LA was like on a family trip. Like my brother-in-law's brother lived here, so he was like, "Yo, let's just go to LA." So we came like a family thing, and like I immediately knew that this is where I was like destined to be at. To live okay. at. Like it didn't take me much. I remember the first post that I posted on my Instagram I was like, yo, like picture a place that makes sense. And I said, it's a late for me. Cause I felt like, yo, this is dope. Like this is like what I've been like searching for since mm -hmm. I was young. So then, um, so I was like, cool. So then what happened was the next time I came out here, oh wow, look at this. Wow. Thank there you, ain't sir. no better service than this service yes. right here. Uh -huh. wow. wow. Tis the season. Yes, sir. Uh -huh. Muchas sure gracias, good. mi amor. Thank you. A little sugar when you get a chance. Oh, be careful. Be careful. It's all right. It's okay. It was a little naughty uh -huh. yeah, this past year. Uh -huh. Wow, you It's showing. Well. It's showing. Wow, look at that. Um, he doesn't want cold. You guys need anything else? Uh, some sugar, please. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, almond milk would be amazing. Uh -huh. So, um, so you just when you knew, so, you knew. So I knew, I knew right away. And then the second time I came out here is because my boy went to school out here for music, and okay. then he was like, "Yo, can, if I fly you out to LA, will you shoot my music video? Because I had a directing career before. I used to." So you were behind the scenes. Yeah, I was behind the in front of the scenes, but mainly behind the scenes. And um, he was like, "Yo, I'll fly you out. You shoot my videos." I said, I said, "Hell yeah, I want to go to LA." So he bought me my one way flight, and then from there, I met other people, and then mm -hmm. they started booking me to shoot their artists. To shoot their music videos. Yeah, so then I started. That's fucking awesome. So I started coming out here like every other month, and I was like, "Yo," and then like. I would tell him, yo, can I stay a little longer? Mm -hmm. And then from there, I started meeting people with the music. So mm -hmm. everything always connected. So then eventually, I would stay here like for a month, like a month yeah. and a half. Sometimes, like, yo, can I just stay in your crib? Like, for the people I was shooting with. And they say, hell yeah. And then from there, like, I just was spending a lot of time out here. So that's what made me kind of be like, you know what? Did I you meet any, like, big name artists? Like, did you do any big name artists while you were out here doing mm -hmm. music videos? No, not here. They mean like anyone that you would want to collaborate with. Nah, they was just like you know, like pop pop artists, like English pop artists. But they was really talented. But from there, like with the music stuff, that's how I met like Two Deep. Okay. And then me and Two Deep. Uh, sure. Thank you. Me Who's and better than you, Thor? Who's better than you? Thank you. Uh, I met like you know Two Deep, which is a producer out here, and he's also from New York. So, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's from the nice. Bronx as well. So okay, okay. Um, from there, I just met people that I'm working with now and stuff. So it was just, it was just a dope like time. Like I was just connecting with everybody. So that's amazing. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. This uh 2020 podcast. You know, I know we're always sipping some some liqueur, alcohol, 
but 2020, we got work to do. Yeah. So we're on the coffee grind right now. Yes, Some sir. Cafe Bustelo, fresh from New fresh York. Fresh from New York. Mm-hmm. Well, Cheers. Salud. Salud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so... I mean, you've had an incredible year thus far. I've, yeah. I've been peeping. I've been following since I met you. Because, you know, like when Thor said, like, his friends performing, I was like, I don't know who this is. Like, I didn't know what to expect. Like, and then when I saw you perform, I was like, oh, he's actually good. I actually like his shit. Because, you. you know, when, like, you know, new coming artists, you kind of just, like, you're iffy about them. But I wouldn't have you on my podcast and if I didn't think you were popping. And wow. I've been following your shit ever since. Um, and it's funny because, like, you know how Spotify and your phone just knows who you listen to and, yeah. who, like, what you like. So I'm, like, on, I was literally driving. It was mad cool. I was, like, driving. And I was, like, that sounds like, because it was, like, uh, release radar on Spotify. And I'm, like, and I played your stuff on Spotify before because I wanted to, like, see what else you had. Yeah. And I was, like, oh, shit. Rickstar got a new song. And it's just coming up on my Spotify while I'm driving. I was, like, that's pretty good. So. Uh, and it's one of my favorite songs of yours, it's Bandera. Oh, Bandera. That one's, that one's fire. I love that song. Just had to let you know that was one of my favorite thank songs. Thank you for sharing that. But, um, yeah, no problem. Um, so you did all these music videos. I actually do music videos myself. Yeah. Like, I mean, not seriously, but, like, I got, like, a whole production, like, thing going. Okay. I, it's on YouTube. I'll show you my music yeah. video after. But if you ever want to collab yeah. and... Shit, I'll fucking direct produce your yeah. music video too. No, I'm, I'm down. Definitely always down to collab. I used okay, to, um, okay. you know, I used to go hard with directing and editing. Like that's. What know, school did you go to? I went to um, New York. No, no, what was it? Digital Film Academy in New York. Um, but and to be honest, when I went there, I already knew, like I was already a beast. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I, I just went there to gain more knowledge, like on a professional level. Right. And kind of, I was just very curious as to how they shoot like movies, like how they light up the movies and like the scenes and all of that. So I just wanted. Did you want to ever like direct a movie yourself? Was that like your dream? Nah, in the beginning? not really. I was just doing directing because I was good at it, and um, cause I was my friends were artists and like how I got into directing is because I used to work with this artist named uh, Spez or Wade Diesel, and we just didn't have anyone to shoot. Mm-hmm. So I was always very like savvy with cameras and stuff like that. So I, he was like, "Yo, you, can you shoot this?" I said, "Yeah." So we did one video. It got popping. Then we just kept going, and I kept building. I started like buying my own equipment, and I just progressively got better naturally. So I was just doing it just because I was good at it, and then it was also a good like side hustle. I was making some money yeah. off of it. So. But um, but I did take it serious, you know, and I wasn't and, mind and that. You did, and did you like start doing music though in New York as well? Like, did you start writing, rapping? Yeah, absolutely. I was been. Making when did music. you realize like you just like had the gift to just spit bars? Um, I always did it for fun. I never, I never did it to make like a living off of it to become famous or like to like even just touch people, make people like yo. I always did it because I was like like music, but then um, let's see. When I took a step back from directing, well, I did the song called uh, I did a remix of this uh, to that song. What's it called? Um, uh, oh my god, it's a K Camp song, "Comfortable." Oh okay, yeah. Yeah, I, so I, I did a remix song. of that, 
And that was like one of the first times that yeah, I got love like, for it. You know, like yeah. I got love for my music. Like, oh shit, so I started. Where did you release it? Um, it was like SoundCloud, you know? And before, I didn't. I never studied rap. Like I never studied music to be a rapper. I just always enjoyed music. But when I started taking it serious, I started studying how like melody work and melodies work and like how, how to actually construct a song and how to get better. So yeah, no, it, it shows, it shows. You've done great this year. You even got the blue check next to your name on Ooh. Instagram. Yeah, he is verified, people. Verified. How did you feel when you got that blue check next to your name? So, so, it was crazy because uh, P.D. Pablo, which is my shooter, mm -hmm. he was like, it was like early, like 9 in the morning, he was like blowing up my my phone. I was like, you know, have sleep, I then he t and then he texted me and he was like, "Yo, pick up your phone, blah blah." blah. And I was like, "Yo, what's up?" He was like, "Yo, you verify, you verify on Instagram. Did you get the email?" Now that's the way to wake up. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, "Yo, stop playing." He was like, "Yo, that has you verify." And and when he said, "Yo, did you check the email?" Like two weeks ago, I got like a fake like spam like mm -hmm. email like, "Yo, if you want to get verified, click this mm -hmm. link." Like bullshit. So I thought it was bullshit. So he was like, "Yo, I'm, I swear to God." So then I went on Instagram and I just saw that blue check. And I was like, oh shit! <laughs> like, how? Like, and it was just, it was just like, like it was like a celebration because okay. we worked so hard this year. We just, we done so much that it was just like, you know, it was like it was a cool like reward. Like, yo, like it's like a bad. No, that's amazing. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. You just like that. Like, you didn't even like because people. I feel like buy that shit. Like, so, you didn't even know that this shit was coming. It just came to you. Like, that's so fucking people, amazing. So. There's a few ways to get verified. You either gotta be part of like a uh, like a record label, mm -hmm. you know, like or like let's say if you go to American Idol, mm -hmm. like you know if you're part of a big show yeah. network, you could get verified. Verified rewards you when there's a lot of like uh, engagement, like but you need like hundreds of thousands. Sometimes like what's the, the number that, that you have to hit to be like? A but it's not there. even a number. It's not even because you don't know how. I don't even know how it works. I don't think anybody knows. There's people with a million followers that doesn't have a blue check. I have like thirty eight thousand. So to me, I was just like, yo, this was just like a gift from God or some shit. Because, That's awesome. Because not saying that I don't deserve it, but like the numbers, uh, you know, I know people with way more followers than me, more engagement, and they don't have a blue check. So I feel like it was just like a gift. And it was crazy because it was literally right before the Latin Grammys. Okay. That we went to, and it was like like it was like that same week. So I got that blue check. So it was like, yo, we on, let's go. And then we went to the, the Latin Grammys. How was that? The Latin Grammys. Yeah. It was dope. Did man. you get to meet any of like people yeah. that you would want to collaborate in yeah, the future I mean, with? I met Sedge. I love him. Yeah, he's 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 fucking a big ass teddy bear. He's mad cute. He sounds. I met him. I met Daleks. I met um a bunch of cats. Uh, oh, I know that that I get already because I opened up for him. I met a lot of dope people. That's it's a awesome. it's a it's a good week because there's a lot of artist parties and you can like see them, touch them, you can like talk right. to them, you know. So it was it was dope. And that, definitely very inspiring. Yeah. And who's like one person that you'd like to work with in the future? Because well, you already got the ball rolling. You're at the Latin Grammys. You went to that, what was it, Hard Fest in the, over the summer? Yeah, we went to Hard Fest. Um, you got verified. verified. What else did you do? You got all your gasolina parties under your belt, yeah, which kind of gained you rec recognition. We opened up for Evie Queen, De La Ghetto. Oh, 
uh, Nati Natasha, that came again, Y, Anuel, Jay Cortez. This was all when? This year. Wow. Um, eight, all in LA or? No. Uh, Evie Queen de la Ghetto was in Portland. Okay. Um, Jay Cortez was in Anaheim. Um, who else? De la Ghetto. Evie Queen. Uh, Have you performed in New York? No. I haven't performed back no, in I haven't performed in New York yet. But, you know, coming soon, hopefully. Coming this soon, year. 2020? Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. It's exciting. What was, um, I mean, this journey isn't easy for no. any artist no. coming out here to LA. No. Um, what was the hardest obstacle you've had to overcome being here on this journey to start? Because <laughs> um, he's a star. The most, you said the hardest? Hardest. Thing? I think it's just not forgetting why you're here. Like, just you got to keep reminding yourself why you're doing what you're doing and not forget, not lose track of that. Not lose track of yourself because it's easy. It's also very easy to quit because it's, it's hard. Like, it's fucking hard being an artist and being that guy that thinks ahead, like, like unrealistic shit. Like, like how many people think it's impossible to make a million dollars? So like to be at that level that yeah. you know it's a one percent, like the one percent control, you know. So staying consistent is definitely hard when you have like people doubting you or there's right. just obstacles that just seem like there's no way I could do that. You yeah, know, we're set up to dream small, you know. Mm -hmm. But since a young age, I, I always dream big. I always used to say, I feel you. To my mom, like, yo, I'm gonna buy you a mansion. I was like four years old, I'm gonna buy you a mansion. Like, you're gonna have, like, maids and shit. That's you know what I'm saying? That's something I wanna have. You know what I'm saying? So, like, so it wasn't like a mistake yeah. that I ended up being. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, like, if you're not dreaming big, why, why are you here? Like, right. what, what's the point? Like, you have to go big or go home. And, like, I had a lot of people, like, saying, why are you going out to LA? You could do this out here. And I'm like, yeah. first of all, you guys are just a motherfucking distraction. I fucking love my friends and family. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no one. Like, they're incomparable. Like, their friendships, their love, all of that. But, like, being home. Like, I just. Every time I go home, too, for, like. This is my second visit. Being back home, like, after moving to LA. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like, I love them. But they're just such a. Like, they're just a distraction. Because if you're not with your friends, you're with your family. If you're not with your family, you're with your friends. And, like. It took a lot to sacrifice that love and support to come out here and just kind of like focus on what you got to do to get where you want to be. It's all sacrifice at the end of the day, you know, like, and it's just a lot of people don't understand why you're doing what you're doing. And a lot of people shut you down, mm -hmm. but it's because they are afraid of pursuing what they really want to do. And they see you chasing your dreams. So they feel like, damn, I can't chase my shit. So let me put you down so you can feel right. like less good about what you're doing. Right. Which is a disease, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I feel like I wanna like, you know, first Build of all, you gotta try bring you gotta, it to the top. You gotta try to help those people out, like you know what I'm saying. You gotta try to influence those people, and once like you see like they're not like, you gotta get rid of those people from your life because mm. you know that get rid of that toxic yeah, energy. Yeah, because uh, what's what's that saying? Uh, the thing attracts. Your what vibe attracts your tribe, baby. No, the other shit, was it? Uh, damage attracts, uh, attracts damage. So, like, like, and then misery, lo uh, misery loves company. Loves company. Yeah. yeah. So, like, 
So if you're bringing good energy out there, good energy will yep. come back to you. Okay. Guaranteed. Okay, okay. <laughs> also, I don't know if I mentioned it, but now that I'm looking at him again, we, we gotta take note of this, uh, the rock outfit. You know, some people like... It's called Halloween. Yeah, some people... Stand up. Stand yeah, up. Yeah. You gotta give a little turn. Una vuelta, una vuelta. Ah, you know what I'm saying? Like, we got the turtleneck. What about? We got the, the bam. You know what I'm saying? And the gold chain with the black turtleneck. Out, you know what I'm saying? Yo, some people are like, Rick Star or The Rock? I don't know. I don't, I know. don't know. Come with the rock out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's that platano power. You just yeah. keep growing. You keep growing with the game. You know I mean? Yeah, we'll get that in the next episode. Uh -huh. Definitely. Um, okay. So what makes you, what sets you apart from the rest of the new coming artists now? Like what makes you incomparable to those hustling for the same dream? I feel like I have a crazy drive. And That's important. Like uh, an ambition and it's just, you cannot take that away from me. You know what I'm saying? Like I just have that desire to make it that my desire to make it so big and so strong that like I'm a, it's gonna happen within right. this time it's gonna happen and I feel like I'm so determined to win that like like no it's so, get in your way no and then it's so easy for like I said people to quit and to feel like you know and everybody gets insecure and everyone doubts himself but I feel like I have a good like I have something in my brain that just tells me like yo keep going keep going and like I'm pretty good like at what I do like I'm confident you're, in my music you know what I'm saying? I have, and I have a lot of influence like, I listen to all type of music English Spanish like so I feel like one thing about me I'm like a sponge like you know what I'm saying like I I teach myself things you know what I'm saying if I don't know something I teach myself and it's a good skill set to have and I encourage like all the kids to do that like when you don't know something YouTube it Google it because I feel like I could do anything is because I teach myself. I mean, if you put your mind, to, you could do anything you put your mind right. to. It's all these corny quotes, like people like when you grow up, you're like, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when you're actually there, like that, it's it's as simple as that. Like mm -hmm. like Nike, just do it. Like yeah. literally, everyone's like, so where do you start? I'm like, you just, just gotta fucking do it. Like you just gotta, you know, take fucking life by the balls and just fucking run with it. Just because it. if you don't, you're just gonna be stuck forever wondering. What if and and also you can never be too prepared. Like I keep saying that. Like you can like people always want to wait for the perfect time. No, I'm not ready. No, I gotta make a little. I gotta save a little more money. It's like, excuses. But it, it's just you're just stalling. You know, they yeah. just and, you, and I understand you're scared. It's a scary. But thing. you just gotta like take that leap. Excuses, no excuses, just solutions. That's right. that's the 2020 vision right now. Mm -hmm. Um. So, is there anything that, you know, your fans, me, people that, like, really support you can look forward to seeing you do this uh, upcoming year? Yeah, definitely expect a lot of music. Like, okay. you know. It's, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like I'm, really, I'm really trying to flood the market with as much, you know, songs and music as possible. And I'm going to just keep putting music out there. To see which one really sticks, you know. Fortunately, one like a few records really, really went on no crazy, time. like Nota and like Candela and like even like the remix I did the birthday, I got a lot of response. Bandera got a lot of response. So mm -hmm. like, I feel like, you know, expect a lot of music. Definitely more shows, more traveling. Hopefully, like a tour by summer. 
Um, and just like, just like I said, there's a lot of music. And when do you feel like you made it? Or like you've reached like, because there's, no, there's always going to be something right. better than what you've already achieved. But like, what's going to make you feel satisfied for this year, for example? Like, Wait, like, like winning a Grammy? Like, like I feel like I know I made it when I'm able to take care of my whole family. Okay. Which is the goal, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, fair enough, for, yeah. Like, for them, like, to just live, live comfortable and, like, you know, not struggle. Right. And, you know, just not even thinking about something like a piece of paper. Like, not thinking about what they're going to eat or their kids are going to eat. You like, know, take that financial stress away from... Yeah, and it's like, you know, like, at the end of the day, it's all about giving back, you know? Like, mm -hmm. you, you give so much and then, you know, whatever you get back, you just keep putting it out there and you just receive more. So, I think... When I know I made it, like when I'm able to take care of my friends and family, you know. I agree. I agree. Um, is there any other? I mean, because your genre is like what trap, reggaeton. Yeah. Is there any other genres that you want to tap into? Like, you know, Drake be collaborating with everybody, mm -hmm. like with Bad Bunny, with like some EDM, with like you know Jamaican reggae. I feel like. Because I was, I'm like I said, I'm a sponge, so I'm able to like grasp on anything. Like I put my mind, so I feel like I can make any type of music. Like I can do hip hop, dance, like a reggaeton, bachata, merengue. Like I feel like it's just once you know what I mean. Like all of that shit. Like I, I'm down. I'm gonna to do hop it. on with Romeo like, Santos. I'm down. I'm, I'm down. Oh yeah. That would be fucking dope. Yeah, hell yeah. Salsa. I could do a salsa. Woo! Like, you know Let's call Maluma real quick, yeah. Mark Anthony. Let's go. Mark Anthony would be dope feature. Yo, Mark Anthony. He, I mean, he did it with um, Will Smith. Esta rico. That was a, a collaboration no one expected. Fucking mm -hmm. Bad Bunny, Will Smith, and Mark Anthony. Or a balada. Like I really like. I really like romantic songs. So. Um, yeah. February Valentine's February. Day is coming, I'm baby. A song on Valentine's Day for sure. Oh shit! It better yeah. be a, a romantic bachata with Romeo Santos. That's Hopefully. all I'm saying. Let's go. That's all I'm Damn. saying. Um, is there any questions that you had for me? Um, anything else that you would like to say? Well, what's your goal with this podcast? Like, what do, where do you see it going? Or where do you see yourself with the podcast probably by the end of the year? Like, what are some goals you set for yourself? Good question, good question. Um, actually, you know when you said that people, you know, were making excuses as to why they would never start? Like, I, I kind of, like, postponed this podcast for a while. I was on a podcast last year in New York. My friend invited me to one, and I was like, the fuck is this shit? Like, I've never been on a podcast, but, like, sure, I'll come on to your podcast. And he's like, after the episode, he's like, yo, like, do you want to be, like, a co-star on my, on my podcast? Because, like, you really have a, a good radio voice, like a podcast voice. And I was like, really? Like... I didn't, I never thought of doing anything like that. And then I was like, you know what? I'll just start one for shits and giggles. But like, I, I never knew what I wanted to, what I wanted to talk about. Also, I didn't have my own place. So like, I was living at home. I was kind of like a nomad in New York. I was, because I'm from Long Island originally. And then and I had all my friends in Queens. And then I had a job in Queens. And then as an actor, I was just like, you know, auditions are all up in the city. And my job was out there. So I was like hopping back and forth from... Yeah. Queens to LI so I had like no space to like just do this right. but honestly I could do this anywhere I do every I record on my phone like yeah now we have a ring light and we yeah. have like lavalier mics but I could have done this anywhere and then once I got to LA I was like oh I'll start it when I get to LA then yeah. I was living with my cousin we were sharing a room I was like oh. but then I met my friend Sterling he's like 
Girl, you could just do it in my apartment. Like, he gave me the keys to his fucking place. Well, I just started recording, and then I was like, you know what? I'm, my podcast is going to be called Mama on the Move because I'm constantly, literally, go, uh, literally on the go, on the move, meeting people, like, like-minded individuals mm -hmm. who are, you know, ready to collaborate together to make their, you know, to make the bigger picture, make the bigger vision. So I just have people on my podcast. I was going to... I was like, you know what, let me put people on my podcast every episode who are on the move themselves, whether yeah. it's in career, it's in traveling, it's in love, self-discovery, fitness, whatever it may be. And then, yeah, I have some, like, funny episodes, like the roommate edition where we're just talking shit. Um, but w my goal with this is, I guess, just to help promote the people that I know are going to go far yeah. while they, they promote me as well. Mm -hmm. And, like, if I start getting paid for this shit yeah. cool but this is not i think it's just fun shooting yeah. and having conversation with people that you just genuinely fuck with so um if this podcast blows up then lit but if not it will that's the, that's the thing just, i don't even i don't think in if the if not section what? i just like go it will pop off and if it does i just hope that it just helps my people gain exposure mm -hmm. helps me gain exposure and just kind of use this plat this pop podcast as a platform to motivate people to chase their dreams and right. you know go after what they want i would i would the only piece of advice i can give you because i've just been doing just this shit for like as long as you know me i've been like this you know yeah like i've been like for a very long time and i feel like it's easy to get caught up in the numbers it's yeah. easy to to like I'll put out, let's say back in the day, I'll put up a song, I'll get like 100 views. It's easy to feel demotivated. So I feel like, you know, don't get caught up in the numbers. Right. You know, just keep doing it consistently. Right. You know, it might take you five interviews, it might take you 100 interviews, but when shit pops, it's going to pop. Right. So like, just don't get caught in the numbers. Like, just do it out of love and then... The universe is gonna reward you. You know what I'm saying? So like, heard, heard, heard. So and that's like for anything. Like you do music, don't worry about your song. You know what I'm saying? Like five people comment on your shit, or like, you know, it doesn't get a lot of love because it's just one song. This baby is just steps. One, this is just one interview. Like, Rome wasn't you know, built in a day, baby. A fact, so, so we gonna get there. Rickster, I'm gonna meet you at the top. Yeah. We are gonna be rocking the walking the red carpet together. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to end this podcast, you know, to enter 2020 right, we can only have Thor deliver us honey jack shots because uh, it's a celebration. For you guys, cheers to that. Cheers to your success. He got hot, so he took the apron off. It's all good. Bro. It's okay. He's still oh, delivering. Yeah. He still use, delivers. Use your mouth, bro. <laughs> Is it my gift? <laughs> it might be. Uh, I got the gift of gab right you gotta, here. You Yo, I haven't it, had bro. honey jack in. A minute. That used to be our summer thing. That used when to be my thing when in we college. Moved out here. Remember that? That was, that was. It was that the Malibu. Cheers to the LA right there. Uh huh. Let's go. Bye. The problem is, when you start drinking, you don't want, you don't want to stop. <laughs> Cheers to y'all. Salud. Salud. Mm -hmm. Whew. Tastes like success. <laughs> All right. And like Jack Daniels. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. Well, I have a question for both of you guys. What's up? Being Dominican, 
out here in LA and chasing your dreams when everyone else is doing it from a different background. I mean, you touched on it that you guys are from New York, but as Dominican upcoming professionals in the industry, is that a is that a pro, a con, an advantage? Have you guys thought about it? Because you know, Dominican people don't stop. We hungry motherfuckers. <laughs> I think um. Is it refreshing when people when you tell people that you're Dominican and you're not like everybody else that's doing that out here? I think it's most exciting that I'm in a place. Like I feel like I have a lot of advantage. I feel like the, being Dominican is such an advantage because we just have so much culture. We so much sazon. So, so much sazon, so much flavor, so much character. Like you know, you remember when you meet a Dominican. You feel me? Like, Dead ass. You, like you, like you, and then I feel like being, being a Dominican, Dominican from New York in itself. Being that's facts, and being a Dominican from New York in LA, a place that there's barely any Dominicans. Yeah. I feel like. It's a rare Yo, sighting. You have an, an advantage. As much as we are set up to fail, coming from where we're from, growing up from where we grew up, I feel like, yo, you gotta you gotta find the you gotta find the blessing in your situation. Like everyone has a shitty a shitty situation. Everyone comes from a certain place, everyone has their struggles, but you gotta find the, the, the beauty in that, the positive in that. And I feel like, you know, I'm very proud to be Dominican. Yeah. And like, you know, it's just, it's un orgullo at the end of the day, you yeah. know? So I feel like we we in a place, we in the West Coast where like we could really set a name for ourselves. And I feel like it's so crazy that Dominicans really don't come out here. You know what I'm saying? Know, so I feel like maybe yeah. we could be the first ones to be like, yo, y'all can do it here too. Like, it's not just New York or Boston or like, yeah. you know, like, yo, come to LA, see where's it at. Because I feel like a lot of people don't leave. They're comfortable. Of course, uh, people don't like to be put in uncomfortable situations, but I feel like the people who rise to the top are the people who succeed and in the, those uncomfortable situations. And right. you may, and you know, it's scary, but somebody's got to do it. And right. those people who, you know, conquer those uncomfortable situations are the ones that, you know, succeed. And Honestly, being Dominican and of Latin descent, and not just Dominican, I'm Dominican and Salvadorian, so I got, like, both sides, the Caribbean, the Central American, and first generation, like, to ever go to college, my parents, yeah, first generation here, because my parents were born in their respective countries, the success just tastes so much sweeter, because you, they just didn't have those opportunities when they were living in their country, right. and when they came out to this country, it's not like that was their dream, it was, like, to provide for their family that... They wanted to start because that's that's what they knew. Like that's the traditional goal, like to raise a family and whatever. So like, I feel like my my dream is so unconventional to them because you know they were like, why don't you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, whatever? Like, cause this shit is iffy. It's not guaranteed. This like actor, musician yeah, right, type yeah. shit. So to prove to them that I can make it with the hustle and drive that they gave me, like yeah. would be. That's the dream. That's the goal. Like, you know, kind of just to make my family proud, doing what I love, like, no matter the circumstances or, like, the obstacles that come my way. So, so what keeps you grounded? Because, Rick, sorry, I've been following you for years, and uh, as a... As somebody, I wish you had a third mic. <laughs> as, as somebody that, um, that comes from living on Arthur Avenue, as somebody that comes from living in Little Italy, you know, somebody that grew up going to PS 195, 
you know, in the hood, across from the projects, what grounds you so when you are walking down the, the, the Hollywood Walk of Fame and everybody stops you to take a picture with you, you know, I remember I, I went with you to, to New York and people stop us to take pictures with you and autographs. What grounds you when you are in those type of uh, scenarios? You know, but how do you, how, how do you sometimes differentiate the dream from, wow, this is really, this is really my life? What keeps you, keep, like, you know, what keeps you grounded when you get so much success and fame? I say, like, I, uh, basically how I, how I was raised, you know, I was raised in a good home where, like, I was instilled with, like, being humble and, and and caring for your family, like when you, I think when you care a lot about your, I'm not even gonna say just your parents because not many people get to grow up with two parents, let alone one parent. But I feel like when you have, when you grow up as a family person, like you, you develop a different type of love and care, and like it's a more, it's a selfless type of love. Yeah, and then, like, I feel like, you know, like, you want to do good. Like, you generally, inside of you, want to do good. And I feel like that keeps, at least me, humble, knowing that I'm doing everything for my family, right? So, you know, I've had my taste of fame. You know what I'm saying? I have my taste of success and different types of fame. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I like I remember uh, I'd done this uh, lottery prank thing where mm -hmm. like, I just convinced... He's my gift. I, I, I convinced. <laughs> let it, let, it, let yeah. the people know what your gift so, is. <laughs> so, 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 so I, I literally, I did a social experiment. And I convinced the world that uh, I won the lottery, and like I had like I'm telling you, like I had like a million shares on on Instagram posts. Like, like I've had that taste of fame in that sense. I had I'd done other social experiments. I had like like taste of fame from that. I had a taste of success, like, like so, so, I already been there, and to me, that's just like that's cool, but it's not enough. I feel like what really like completes me and makes me feel good is like when I'm able to make someone influence someone else to pursue, to like pursue what they really want to do. I feel like that really like motivates me, like. Like, if someone comes up to me and be like, yo, bro, like, like I admire what you do, and, like, you coming from here, and, like, you doing it, so I, I want to do music now, or, like, like, shit like that, that's why I really do that's it. That's what keeps you going. Yeah, like, knowing that, like, yo, you providing hope for someone, and, like, you know, that really keeps me going, like, yo, knowing that I can have that influence on someone to change right. their day, to change their lives, to change their mood. Even with the music, I'll get messages like, yo, you know, I listen to your music every day because it helps me, it keeps me happy. Or like, it makes me want to dance, it makes me feel good about myself. I have a shitty situation, but I play no time, like, I just feel good. So I feel like, yo, like, I, eventually I'm going to touch the world, but one person at a time, like, that's dope. That's dope too, you know? That's awesome. Did that answer the question? I think that that was a pretty great response. You got one more? Go ahead, bring it on. Okay, so I have another question. <laughs> well, me and all these questions. I it's have, okay. So I have another question. What was, another the shot? One, what was the one? Yeah, gonna, one well, at this point, we started 2020. At this point, and uh, you guys should take a shot too. What was the one? No, I said here. What, what was the one setback 
that really had you questioning, do I continue or do I change path? Do I give up? Because I feel like what sets you apart from a lot of people is your ambition. Monica, the same thing. You know, there's a lot of people that, you know, graduate school and then they're, no offense to them, but, you know, working working retail jobs or at Forever 21 or, you know, like, at, at old, you know, working, you know, because they don't pursue their dreams. So what is the one miss, like, what is the one setback that you had that really had you questioning and how did you use that setback to, to move forward? Because I feel like everybody remembers that one yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the reason. Face. Yeah. Um... The the main one that sticks out to me the most was being back in New York when I was just like, I was working like four jobs and none of them were the job, none of them was related to me becoming an actor. None of it. Like I was bartending, I was doing sales, I was fucking catering. I mean, I worked some cool ass fucking jobs. I worked at US Open, I was bartending at the presidential suite, like I was meeting cool ass people and like bartending or whatever, but like... I was like, what the f- I, like, I have not gone to one ad- audition. I'm going back and forth from Long Island to Queens just to, like, hang out with my family. Because, like, yes, they're important. I love them, whatever. But, like, I wasn't doing anything for me. And then that's when I was like, you know what? At this point in my life, like, no- I have no relationship, like, like romantic. There's, re- there's, no ro- there's no romantic relationship. There's no, like, job that is, like, I have to stay because, like, this is how I'm, like, providing for my family or for myself. I was like, fuck this. I have no commitments to anyone or anything. And then my un- I called my uncle. I was like, listen, like, I just want to come to LA just to see, like, is it okay if I, like, stay with you for a while? Just, to, like, figure it out. And I bought my plane ticket my one way in, like, October. And I was like, for, I was like, the start of January. Like, that's it. I told my mom and my dad. And they were just like, I was like, oh, I'm just going to feel it out. I'm going to see what's up. And they're like, okay, sure. And then, like, once December hit, the bar that I was working at, they lost their liquor license and they closed down. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's great because in two weeks I'm leaving. <laughs> so I was like, and the two weeks was like holidays. So I was like, I wasn't trying to work those. So I was like, all I know is like during that year, I was like, I'm just going to save up for a car. And I was like, the only th- the only plan that I had when I came to LA was like, I'm going to get here. I'm going to stay with my uncle for a little bit and buy a car the first week. Like, I'm just going to be out like looking for this car. Because without a car, I was gonna, I was gonna be stuck Hell. in California. So that was like my first purchase, and then after that, I got a job. Met the people that like have really made LA a home for me. Like my boxing coach, I met at my job. Amina, Veronica, shout out Sterling. He, Sterling's the guy who like you know my friend who you know allowed me to start this podcast. Thor, best roommate ever. <laughs> um, and best uh, waiter. Best waiter. Best best everything. <laughs> Thor, who's better than you? You're the man. So, like, that moment, just, like, being, I just felt, like, stuck in New York, that I wasn't progressing to what I wanted to, you know, overall, like, reach. I was like, it's time. I gotta, I just gotta peel the bandaid off and just fucking go. And that was, that was a big point. That was a big moment for me. But you gotta admit, you you do miss that job at Sin City, though. I mean, I was making money, but like What's it wasn't. What's for those who don't know? It's 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 a nightclub that Monica used to work at in, um, in New York, where she used to work on the pole. But oh, okay. No, Cardi made it. Uh. Shit. Can you re-ask a question for me? The, the question. <laughs> Can no, you repeat the question? No, also, I'm not a stripper. Just yeah. the question <laughs> is: What was the the one obstacle that knocked you 
on the floor to your knees and you really said fuck that am i really is this worth chasing that really made you second guess everything because that and i feel like everybody goes through this one point in life and it's like their low point and then from there like nah i'm gonna take this i'm gonna eat it and this is gonna make me stronger yeah, I'm gonna be very transparent here. I feel like, you know, I feel like knowing that you don't got it, and but knowing that your family don't got it like that is different. You know what I'm saying? I feel like when I know like my family is struggling and like I can't do nothing about it. That shit hits. You know what I'm saying? It's just like yo, fuck, like, like, like or like when I hear like, oh my. My nephews don't got clothes. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, how are they going to figure out the rent for next month? Because their dad got deported because ICE is fucking around. You know what I'm saying? Like, dumb shit. And it's just like, yo, like, I feel like helpless. Like, yo, what? Like, a piece of paper is determining whether you eat tonight or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, a piece of paper is determining it's whether crazy. you eat tonight, whether you have lights in your crib, whether, like, you have new clothes to go to school with, like, like books in it, like, you know, so I feel like, yo, like, whenever I hear those shit, it breaks my heart. Like, when I, when I hear my parents struggling, I feel like, yo, like, I should be at a point where uh, I'm providing for them. They gave up so much for me to do what I got to do. Like, I should only, like, get that back. So right. I feel like, you know, there's times that I feel like, well, anyone feel like, yo, like, should I just get a regular job and just, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. just support them with that job. Should I just get a safe career job? to, you know, provide and support for them, but I feel like I'm destined for something greater than that. And if that's sacrificing time from them, I know that in the long run, I'm talking about, I'm thinking about big millions of dollars. You know, I want to take care of my whole family, not just my parents, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I feel like there's been times where I get that phone call and it'd be like, yo, fuck, like, and, I should be working harder, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I really I really feel like those things really like fucks with your mind, but you gotta just keep going. So it makes you keep going? Yeah. yeah, no, like I kinda felt that too when I was back in New York, the holidays. Everyone just like that everyone's just trying to pull miracles during Christmas, but I'm like, I know damn well <laughs> that it's a struggle enough just to like, mm-hmm. you know, keep the mortgage up or whatever, but that's kinda like why I was like ready to leave the house after like you know i got my two two week fix with my family and friends spent the holidays with them but i was like all right i'm ready to work and you know be able to give them more like this coming year and the following years to come but you know we just got another shot sitting in front of us right now that needs to be taken so we're gonna end this episode of momo on the move on this honey jack and, you know, I just want to thank you for coming. Thank you for having and me. And staying, because I know you got to go back. <laughs> you got to mm-hmm. go back to work. I got to go back to work, yes. But, Thor, thank you for making this podcast happen. He just picked me up and said we're doing a podcast once I, you get off the plane. I was like, okay. <laughs> I want to end <laughs> Let me prepare, prepare these questions. <laughs> you flew into work today. Remember that? I flew into work today. I, I, I want to, we should end this interview. Two things, two ways, right? First, we should give an advice. Okay. Right? to to what I was watching. Alright. And also we should give ask something so people could give us feedback. Okay. Maybe you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Alright, so what's one piece of advice you'd like to give the viewers? Um 
the same shit I say every single time. Don't let anyone tell you you can't do shit, that you can't do what you want to do, that is unreal, that you can't do it, you know what I'm saying, that is unrealistic, that nobody has ever done it from where you're from, that, uh, you know, that it's just not possible. Yeah. And don't let anybody rush your process. Everybody's journey is different. Mm -hmm. Everyone has their own time. The el tiempo de Dios perfecto, I would say. Um, God's timing is perfect for my mm -hmm. English viewers. <laughs> and, um, you know, take pr productive criticism, but don't feed into the energy and the bullshit. That's really my piece of advice. And what would you like to ask the audience, like, in relation to joining the conversation? I, I would just say... If you had, like, literally, like, you can ask yourself this, like, oh, it is, since we're talking about gifts, right? Today, today's topic of the conversation was gifts, full circle. I'll say, what is your gift, right? And then, if you don't know what your gift is, find your gift and find a way to impact the world with your gift. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, what is your gift? Okay. So, comment, yeah. comment. Yeah. Comment below. Also, yeah, promote your merch. So, so we have a a new merch line coming up. Uh, make sure you follow me on Instagram, Rickstyle Baby. I'll I'll put all his information in the bio below. Uh, Rickstyle Baby on Instagram, Rickstar on everything else, Spotify, Apple Music, and um, watch out for the new uh, merch line dropping soon. Uh, we just got the confirmation that we'll be performing at Caddy Bash the tenth and the eleventh. I believe so. Tune in for that. That's the smart. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm gonna so. buy your merch. And then, um, yeah, it's gonna be lit, man. All right. Do you have any a piece of motivation? Of course, I always have motivation for my viewers. Um, honestly, for those out there, you know, still struggling, you know, whether they should quit that nine to five that isn't, you know, progressing them to the next level, you just gotta peel the bandit off and fucking get after it because if you won't someone else will and you have to have that survival mode mentality always but like not to the point where it's going to stress you out but to the point where it's going to like you know put some fire under your ass to accomplish your goal because that's just the only way you're going to get shit done don't be afraid just peel the band-aid off and sometimes you're just going to have to make these sacrifices but those sacrifices, the people like that you let go are going to realize in the end like that that's what you needed to do to get to where you want to be. And, you know, don't forget about the little people. <laughs> stay humble, stay grounded, and get yeah. after it. I need them a question. And a question that I have for you guys is, do you think Rick Star really looks like The Rock in this outfit? <laughs> and tag, tag The Rock, you know, because he needs to see this because... We got his twin right here, his doppelganger, Dominican version, and yeah. he ain't never seen that shit before. All right, so let's 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 cheers to a great podcast. Salud. Salud. Huh. All right, and catch us next time on Momo on the Move. Peace. Yeah.